here we go with episode number nine. Yeah, buddy. We're live on Facebook right now, so hopefully you're getting the first half of the podcast a little early, listening to it live. Got a couple people watching right now. Hopefully they're uh, going to drop us something to talk about here. Yeah, the the last one was awesome, man. That was really, really turned out better than I thought, to be honest with you. I wasn't going to say anything when it was happening. but <laughs> Yeah, the session was pretty fun. Yeah, All it was the cool. live viewers, it was fun interacting with everyone. Um, I don't know, do we have any questions or anything yet on this one? Nope, looks Nothing like uh, Mike McConkey's out with the crickets having beers as well, so that's pretty cool. It's pretty yeah. appropriate. I mean, yeah. why not? What else are you going to do on a Thursday, you know? Yeah, right. But, yeah, uh, episode eight. Um, it's not quite a wash, but I'm going to have to get a little creative with it. I've going to take some repairs. Yeah, I've been super busy lately with work. Work's been pretty demanding, and uh, I'm sure anyone who's actually tuning into our live video right now, probably people who kind of follow us a little bit, and uh, you'll notice I've only posted like once in the past two weeks. Yeah. And I'm, I'm usually like an every everyday kind of uh, pattern that I follow, and... Uh, just haven't had the time to write anything, edit any kind of podcast, do any kind of video. It's it's been tough. But, yeah, um, I'm in the same boat. I mean, I you know I'm still working on my turkey video that you know it's, yeah. I've been editing for like two weeks now and uh, just trying to find the time. You know, it's worth it to put the time in, but it's tough. You got to prioritize. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. And uh, that's honestly the greatest challenge anymore is is trying to prioritize something. Something like this, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Where as, as much fun as it is and as, as valuable as it is, uh, you know, it's it's definitely a, a bit of a challenge. But yeah, it's been paying off, man. Yeah. I was just telling you earlier, uh, you broke uh, 500 listens on SoundCloud. It's like yeah. 530 plus listens on SoundCloud. So that's, that's pretty impressive for uh, just seven episodes. Yeah, I had no idea either. I haven't been on SoundCloud in a while, but... Uh... Yeah, so yeah. thank you, everybody. Yeah, super appreciative. Absolutely, man. That's pretty sweet. Yeah. That's it's, pretty sweet. Uh, there's really no point in podcasting if no one's going to listen. So. Well, that's true. You know, but it usually takes a little bit of time for it to build up. And yeah. you were still doing that, no no question. But uh, it usually takes a little bit of time for it to get some traction. Uh, but that just goes to show what putting a little bit of effort into uh, getting it out there, you know, the social media side, the Instagram, the Facebook, uh, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, and you know, honestly, the, the greatest thing we've seen so far come out of this is the, the track, the best traction we've gotten is those little video shorts. Yeah. They've gotten tremendous traction. Uh, so again, thank you all, uh, for uh, taking a peek at those, because it's worth five minutes of your time to check them out. They're not super long. It doesn't take a tremendous amount of your time. And, uh, yeah, we try to, I try to cut the, you know, the mm-hmm. most interesting part or the, you know, peak of the episode, I guess you'd call it. Right. Yeah. It's but, um, it, it's 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 interesting. It doesn't take a lot of time. I mean, we're in a five minute world right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it's it's nice to have something that's a little bit of a teaser for the rest of the episode. Hey, yeah. Mr. Jeffrey Wallace. Hello, Mr. Jeffrey Wallace watching. Oh, Mr. Wallace. How are we doing? So uh, Michael McConkey uh, asked, with deer season coming up next, uh, do you guys put any mineral sites out now or do you wait until it's closer? Mm, that's funny that he mentioned that because that's about all I've done. Yeah. Yeah, I put a mineral site out uh, behind my house, I don't know, maybe two weeks ago. It, I mean, it's a site that I established like right when I got here. I, mm-hmm. I put minerals down. And, right. Uh, I got them out of there for the season, even though I didn't really hunt. And um, 
I saw a buck at it the other day. I walked to the back hill and I I could see a deer at it and it uh it was a decent buck. I mean he had you know the the knobs going on. Yeah. So. yeah. And I, I I've I'm starting to hear stories about some deer around here from some different people. I'm starting to get to know my neighbors and they're uh, yeah yeah you share a little bit of that uh uh yesterday you were kind of talking yeah, a little bit about I was, it i was i was pumped up the uh i'm getting some compost from uh, a woman down the road who uh runs uh, like a horse boarding type right, farm right. and she said that there's a deer that they've been hunting for four years around here all the farmers are have been after him and uh i she well it wasn't uh super well versed on how to explain the lingo yeah <laughs> all she said was one farmer says that he's 160 that's and she she asked me what what that means yeah 160 what doesn't I mean, mean anything i said pounds I said, yeah <laughs> I, said, I said it's it's his uh his iq probably yeah yeah but at, uh, at this point yeah yeah so a, a deer that they've been hunting for four years that's been large enough for them to know and to pursue yeah. uh pretty so it's, it's an old deer and uh what to go even further than that she says that she sees him in her yard all the time well her yard is the same woods that's my yard right so they kind of brought up to each other three four hundred yards as a straight shot through the woods so uh yeah i like that yeah <laughs> that sounds like a, a pretty neat little uh coincidence yeah but other than that i haven't put a camera out yet on anything i just I don't know. I I, I don't want to live and die by the camera, you know. I, I try not to rely on them. I I like them just for something to do, yeah. honestly. And you get a because you know the the one one farm I hunt, it's there's you can't walk through that place without getting on a camera or two. Uh, mm-hmm. They're all over the place. And then there's another farm I have that's over here by your place, and uh, the only cameras that are on there are the ones that I'm going to put on it. So it gives me an opportunity to do some inventory. And speaking of the mineral, uh, I've got a box full of Northridge Wildlife Orange minerals at my house nice. in my kitchen floor right now yeah. that I just haven't had a chance to get out. So uh, next weekend, I'm planning to get out and do the mineral site. I'm planning on doing two. I'm not sure if I'm going to do two or just the one. Uh, the cool thing is I'm taking two guys with me that have never hunted before. Oh, nice. They're kind of interested in it. but yeah. you know, it, That's going to be totally foreign to them. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to be a good learning experience, and you know, hopefully we'll see some sign. And just even just to point out something that an experienced hunter takes for granted, like a trail. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, hey, that's where the deer are walking. How do you know? Mm-hmm. We'll see how it kind of is worn down a little bit. And you, it makes, it kind of, you can kind of get a new sense of, uh, you know, the whole uh, perspective. For, you know, live uh, kind of vicariously, if you will, through right. that, that new set of eyes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty cool. He's been after me. It's a, a, an old family friend of mine, and he's been after me for about two years to kind of get involved with them. And uh, and, and that honestly, that seems to be the biggest roadblock for most people who want to hunt. I mean, you can go out and spend five thousand dollars on the best gun, bow, camo, yep. grunt calls, whatever, um, but it's worthless unless you have somebody to kind of help mentor you into it and kind of get you started and get you off on the right foot. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. You know, it's him and his best friend. They want to get into hunting, so uh, you know, I see how seriously they're going to take it. You know, I'm yeah. a little hesitant, but you know, excited as well. Uh, so we're going to go out and throw some mineral sites uh, down, at least one, maybe two. I think I might put in a water feature as well. Nice. Uh, a little, just go to Home Depot and Getting buy one of those concrete 
those concrete mixing bins. They're like five bucks, this big plastic yeah. thing you mix concrete in. Yep. I'd make a great little water hole. So Nice. Because uh, there is a stream on the property, but it's way down the backside. Yeah. So I think I might put a little water feature up forward, uh, up on the front side of the property a little bit. The one thing I've always noticed is that my mineral sites that are closer to water tend to do better. I think it's because a lot of them have, you know, some form of sodium, some kind of salt content in them. Sure. You know, makes them thirsty. Yep. But, yep. Uh, that's what they said. And I, I talked to uh, Teddy Clark from Northwood Wildlife Forge, and I'm like, you know, what what would be the best place to put a, a, a mineral? Because I'm not super well-versed in them. I know a little bit about it just through research. But, you know, he's like, if you could put it near water, that would be great. Yeah. If you can't put it near water, put it in your food. Yeah. Um, because they need, you know, they, they you know, with minerals, they like to have water. And with the food, they like to have minerals. So, yeah. you know, if you, it's one or the other. And, and, and I have, it'll be right smack dab between both. So yeah. hopefully it'll And also the one out. thing I want to say now is a, is a really important time to get minerals out for dough. Absolutely. Dough 100%. that are nursing. Mm-hmm. You know, you start the, 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 the fawns young, getting the nutrients they need. And that's Super it. important for her to have, you know, good, healthy, nourishing milk for them. Sure. I mean, so. they get depleted this time of year. I mean, granted, there's lots of forage for them. There's a lot of a lot of food out there, fortunately. Yeah. Uh, but good thing, because those fawns are going to drain them quick. So, mm-hmm. you know, it helps, it helps them be more, you know, disease resistant, that type of thing, keeps them healthier and just kind of boosts, gives a little boost to your herd, if you will. Yep. So uh, we got a question. Wyatt Cossett, I, I hope I'm saying that right. Yeah. God bless hunting, brother. God bless Amen. hunting. Amen. Agreed. <laughs> now we have a question, which... Uh, I think I'll be able to remember. Um, it says, my boys are getting into shooting bows with me now, so what poundage should they be pulling to kill a deer? A good if question. I remember correctly, I think when I was 12, I think my bow was 38 pounds. Mm-hmm. I think 35 is like the minimum. 45, I believe it is. Is it 45? I'll have to double check, but I I'm think like, almost certain 45 pounds is the minimum. Doesn't Ted Nugent pull 45 pounds Maybe. or something like that? Maybe. Yeah, I would double check that, but I'm, I'm pretty certain the, the the minimum is 45 pounds. But honestly, it's whatever they're comfortable with, whatever they're accurate with, you know, because I, I mean, you know, I don't really advocate breaking laws or going against yeah. game commission standards. But, you know, if it were my kid and he was struggling to draw 45, but was steady at 38. Yeah. You know, so here I'd go. rather see him steady. Ready? Yeah, go for it. Who, who do you think? Who do you think's right? I don't know, man. I'm sticking with 45. It is lawful to hunt deer during archery season with any of the following devices. A bow and arrow. A bow must have a peak draw weight of at least 35 pounds. Oh, dang me. Well, good. Yeah, I thought there it was you go. 35. See, but, well, I learned something You know, they today. change all the time. An arrow <laughs> must be equipped with a broadhead that has an outside diameter or width of at least 7 eighths inch and may not exceed 3 and a quarter inches in length. Mm-hmm. So 35 pounds, that's... Uh, that's great. I, I, I think I, – so I'm probably remembering correctly my bow was 38 when I shot my yeah. first deer. Yeah, and awesome. A little, little alpine, yeah. Cool. That's great, David. And it's awesome to see you're getting your guys yeah. out there because we were that's, just saying, you know, one of the toughest things for people to get into hunting is to have a mentor. You know, that's the biggest hurdle for a lot of people is to have someone to kind of show them the ropes. So by doing that for your boys, man, you're really uh, doing a, a, a huge justice for all of us as hunters to uh, ensure the future of uh, not only hunting, but, you know, just the way we conserve the wildlife and conservation as, as a whole. So kudos, yep. brother, kudos. Yeah, pass it on. That's that's the number mm-hmm. one thing you could do. Yep. Another question from Mike. Um, oh, so back to minerals. Okay. Because, yeah, there, there were more things that I wanted to say about mm-hmm. it. Uh, 
Mike asks, where would be a good spot to put the mineral sites? And you said near water, which, yeah, I always, I'm always a big fan of it near water. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, I, I've just had success with it near water, um, but I've had success with it in other places as well. Sure. Uh, I have two stands near a swamp. Would that be a good idea or would that be ideal or should it be near the food plots? Uh I mean, they're they're both good. Mine's going to be right next to my food plot. Yeah, honestly, it, between the two, I'm not 100% certain which would be better. You know, I, I'm probably not the most viable resource for that, for I've that had, answer. I've had a theory about, um, you know, there's there's so much debate on if you should put it on a stump, if you should put it on a rock, right. if you should put it right on the ground. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used a mineral one time that they said you should put it right on the dirt. And you should mix water in and mix it into the dirt. That's going to be my plan. That's what I'm There's, looking to do. But I saw, I forget who it was. I think it might have been uh, Bill Winky who says mm-hmm. he doesn't want his deer eating dirt. They I mean, eat dirt I, anyway. I, yeah, they're going to eat. Yeah. <laughs> but so I think that he's the advocate of putting his uh, his trophy rocks like on a on a post. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, for a trophy rock, the, I could see that. But for, I have like just mineral powder is what I've got. Yeah, that's what, you know I, what I mean. Used to. So I, I mean, I've done a little bit of research, looked at a couple of different videos, and read a couple articles, and it seems with that type of mineral, the best thing to do is kind of dig a hole, put it in there, mix the dirt in, mix add some in. water, and and create that that mineral foundation. You know what I mean? And uh, and they will eat it because I mean that's how they usually get their minerals is through eating dirt and picking it up when they oh, grab yeah. a mouthful of clover or whatever they yep. pull a mouthful of dirt with it yeah and uh that's where they get a lot of their minerals from so but uh one of my theories as to which mineral sites tend to do better um i think that if you're going to put it on the ground i think that soil ph actually can deter them or attract them to it i think mm, that the closer point. you are to seven i'm thinking it's probably more palatable yeah you, you know you get like acidic soil doesn't you know do well as far as food plots go right and so we're on the other end of the spectrum with the you know, i mean the basic yeah and stuff, but. Y- you know what a, what an acid tastes like sure or, you know any kind of citric acid anything like that it t- tends to be less palatable than something that's at an even keel seven so i'm not saying like lime your right. lime your sites <laughs> or anything but i think that maybe putting minerals on on more uh i don't know uh you know, something, if you've got some good leafy vegetation mm-hmm. growing around, I yeah. think that uh, ferns are usually a sign of acidic soil. So if there's ferns around. Really? Then, I didn't know that. Yeah. I, I just read that recently. The ferns are a sign oh, of acidic soil. That's pretty cool. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good tip. Yeah. Well, that, that, Mike just said he's going to try both spots for uh, trial and error season. Yeah, you can't yeah. go wrong. I no, mean, no. If, and please got, follow got up with us and let us know. I mean, if you use cameras, you know what I mean? That's yeah. a great tool, again, yeah, uh, to find out, you know, w- what kind of traffic you're getting through that area. And, you know, are you seeing more dough in one area versus another? And, you know, that type of thing. Great tool. Uh, but, yeah, follow up with us, man. Let us know how that works out because we sincerely love to hear this kind of stuff yeah, and know I what's mean, going that- on. The only way we're going to learn is from trial and error. Exactly. You know? and, and that's and exactly what I'm at this year. I mean, I've never, like I said, I've never done, and I'm kind of limited on this property because I don't own it. Right. Um, I don't lease it. I just have permission, exclusive permission to the property. Right. Uh, so, you know, I'm not going to put a tremendous amount of money into it and then have the 
homeowner turn around, you know, landowner turn around and sell it because that's almost happened once already. Yeah. So I'm kind of hesitant to throw a big food plot in there or something like that and really put a lot of work in and renting machinery and doing that whole deal. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how it goes. If it's, a, you know, two, three years down the line, if I'm still, you know, feel comfortable down there, then that's what I'm definitely going to do is put something in for, because I mean, just loaded with clover now. So I'd like to see something more like a winter green or something like that that's going right. to sustain them through the, the later, you know, right. later season. So, yep. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I've dealt with, uh, you know, possibly losing properties and losing, actually losing properties. I mean, we lost the property that, you know, I killed my first deer on. And yeah. It As I got older, you know, you kind of come to realize, you know, every, every population has like an alpha deer running around, mm-hmm. you know, it, wherever you hunt there's there's going to be good deer and some places you might just have to put in a little bit more homework than others that's it but i mean i've had properties where i've done nothing but shoot doe yeah because yeah. that's really all you see yeah, you know like because the buck are on the neighboring yeah. property because there's better habitat so you just take what you get you know properties come and go when you don't have uh you know a big fat wallet to go buy a lot of property with yeah you got to take what you can get you know, and I'm fine with that. You know, I just love being out there. If I, I'm just as happy shooting a big fat doe that's going to fill my freezer, man. Absolutely. Because uh, we were just talking about that beforehand. We're starting yeah. to run low. Getting real low. I think <laughs> yeah. I'm down to one. I'm down to one pack of steaks, and I want to make a video out of it and uh, show everyone what my favorite way to uh, cook steaks. Nice. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple steaks left. I got some uh, some um, some loins that I cut real thick. So I'm really saving oh, nice. them for a rainy day. And I've got some shanks that I want to do some osabuco with and uh, that kind of stuff. Uh, so there's a couple people that are out there that are really taking this wildlife cooking thing serious, man. I'm seeing yeah. a lot of real interesting stuff out there that's right good. now. That's so, real good. I mean, Yeah, it's, that's in, in, it's encouraging. I mean, as far as my stomach says, that's the reason to hunt. Oh, know? yeah, man. <laughs> that's the reason to do it because everything is delicious. That's it. Pretty That's much. it. You know, I was just talking to a, a partner of mine at, at work. Uh, she's vegan, and uh, she's she's one of the good vegans because she supports hunting, yeah. fully believes in it. You know, it was more of a not a radical a health, vegan. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not those crazy people. But uh, you know, it's it's a health choice for them. You know, her and her husband. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, it's funny because she's always the one that asks me, "Did you catch anything when I go Did you catch any deer? <laughs> yeah. Catching deers, yeah. you know, catching deers." But. Uh, you know, we just had a conversation because her husband was, you know, they're talking about going out for Father's Day. That's coming up soon. And uh, they go, they like to go to a steakhouse. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't want to be that person. My husband and I go to Ruth's Chris and we're like, okay, we're vegan. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's like, oh, we're those people now. Right. Uh, you know, I'm like, well, they probably have a salad or something, but you're kind of stuck to that. She's like, well, you know, my husband said he's going to, he's going to cheat. And he's just going to go and eat a steak. Yeah. And just do it. And she's like, but I'm afraid he's going to get sick. And I'm like, if he wants to cheat, if you want, if you want to call it cheating, yeah. you know, if he wants a, a nice steak, let me know, man. I will gladly sacrifice yeah. a nice venison steak. It's the purest meat, the cleanest stuff he's going to put yeah. in his mouth. So, you know, if you want to do that, let me know. I'll happily, you know, yeah. sacrifice a venison steak to uh, see if you can eat it, man. <laughs> right. Get a little bit of joy out of that for sure. Um but nonetheless, you know, uh, it's it's. I'm just happy going out and knocking down a nice fat dough to uh, make all kinds of crazy recipes with. You know, I mean, yep. don't get me wrong. I love seeing big antlers coming through the through the brush. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I just I thrive on it, man. Just uh, filling that freezer, man. It sounds cliche, but yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My wife and I are kind of on this. Uh, I'm not going to say it's a new kick or anything because it was kind of always our plan, but um, 
with all the the land we've got in the back here and yeah. a lot of it is open um we're i'm starting to develop it more to uh grow all of our own produce and grow enough of it to hopefully get us through the winter and sure yeah know. it's a great opportunity what you've got going on here yeah. you know so take advantage i mean obviously it'd be ideal if you know we could keep keep the whole thing totally organic you know all from we we would know where all of our produce came from we would know where all of our our protein came from so that's uh something that's going to definitely end up getting tied right into uh to a lot of the content i'm uh I'm I'm starting to gather some materials and do some different things. Like I said, I, I'm I'm grabbing some compost from the uh, the woman down the street, and uh, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to get going with it. So we'll, yeah, uh, it'd be interesting to see how it plays out. Yeah. So you throw a couple of uh, organic peppers in and onions. I think we yeah. talked about the the venison cheesesteak with some uh, peppers yeah. and onions. Yeah, peppers from the garden, yeah. onions from the garden. I'm gonna smell yeah. that from my house. I yeah. tell you. <laughs> I mean, you could just come up and. It, uh, I, yep, I'll be, uh, I'll be smoking tires on my way, no doubt. <laughs> uh, Michael McConkie, again, uh, on the cooking topic, have you ever tried fajitas with deer meat? My wife and kids love it. I can't say that I have. That yeah. sounds like a phenomenal idea. Actually, I think, didn't you do a video on fajitas or we, something? I did, like a, that? I did a quesadilla video. Okay. Pretty close, but mm-hmm. yeah, we've done the same thing. Um, I don't know if. Uh, if Mike follows me on Instagram, I think I did a like on my story the one night I did a like a fajita bowl. Yeah, and remember we, that? Yeah, and it, yeah. I just you know sautéed the peppers and the the onions, mushrooms, all in mm-hmm. cast iron. Oh, I'm all over that, man. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. I mean, because I, I I cook for a living for years, and as did you. Yep. Um, so that kind of underlines a lot of our our, our culinary. Uh, you know, yeah. oh, practices, yeah. you yeah. know, but, uh, yeah, I just, I'm always looking for a new way to, uh, to, to cook it. Cause I mean, you know, you can do the same old, you know, butter and onions in a pan and there's nothing wrong with it. No. I can eat that a hundred times a year. Yeah. Uh, but it's always cool to kind of branch out, get something else. I, I've, I've seen a few people, uh, in fact, one of the guys, uh, Rocco Yonora, is that, yeah. am I saying that right? Yonora? Yeah. Yep. He's into the, the, um, uh, the, what are they? The immersion circulators, the yeah. uh, the sous vide. Yeah, man, I am dying to get into that. Uh, yeah. If if my wife happens to be listening, a sous vide <laughs> machine for Father's Day would be phenomenal. Yeah, that's coming up. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, what was it? He, he, what did he just do? I saw him. Post I think he did an Osabuco. Yeah. Um, and I think he he did something else where um. It was a pork, some kind of pork loin or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it looks phenomenal. Yeah, so that, that's the way to go. I actually see people do fried chicken with it. They cook the chicken sous vide and then they just quick fry it, so you don't burn the coating. Man, mm. that looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I, I'm just you know I see something like that. And it's like it piques my interest. It's like something yeah. new. I've never dabbled in that. Nor have I. Um, I, I I kind of did, but it was really archaic. Um, yeah. I do a a lobster dish where I butter poach lobster and I put it in the in a bag with butter and everything and I drop it in boiling water in the yeah. bag and poach it in the butter. Nice. Um, so that but that's like you can't control the temperature on that. You know you're really yeah. winging it. So yeah. uh, with those sous vide machines, those immersion circulators, they really allow you to control the temperature super accurately, like down to the degree. So yeah, yeah, they just take a lot of the guesswork out of it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it sounds uh, like you're onto something there, Michael. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, you can't go wrong. I mean, I, I feel like I'm at the point where I could just throw salt and pepper on a, yeah. a, a raw piece of venison and eat <laughs> just it. Just go at it, yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm gonna do. I've got my last pack of steaks, and I'm gonna show everyone 
how how I my go to mm-hmm. method. It's super simple and it's right to the point. And it's just yeah, pretty much just you know fried jalapenos, seared steak, a little bit of sriracha aioli or garlic aioli. Nice. Thought. I have a a cool recipe. My it's actually a little adaptation of what my grandfather used to do, and uh, it's just a sh- it's just a rub like a little. Uh, seasoning for i use it for you can use it for anything but i use it primarily for venison and uh yeah i have to share the recipe on that one it's not hard but it takes a little bit of effort to put it together uh, but it's worth it man is it so good yeah and i can i put that in my cereal it's so good yeah <laughs> ne- next year i'll have to uh i don't i don't know if, if he'll let me if i could uh release my dad's uh jerky marinade his Jerky is. Oh, that's it's you're you're treading on uh, yeah. dangerous ground, yeah. man. We'll, releasing we'll a man's jerky recipe. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I I try to recreate it, but I know yeah. he's got it written down in a, in a yeah. recipe book at home, and uh, he he's he's famous for his jerky. Yeah, I, I don't know if if you've ever tried it. Uh, yeah, actually, was that the one that I had? It was a couple weeks ago. I was up here, and you had a bag of it. Was that your dad's? I don't remember. <laughs> it was pretty good. If it was, it wasn't whoever made it would did a heck of a job on it. Yeah, it was pretty good. It, it might have been his. It might have been. Yeah, it was pretty good. But uh, I'll donate meat if you want to do more cooking videos. That sounds like a good deal. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh yeah. How about it? Yeah. I'll uh, give that a. Yeah, I've been thinking about doing <laughs> a uh, a ramen. I used to do these weird ramen oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And, now, uh, what uh, what's it called? Is it called pho? Oh, the fa, yeah, fa? They, it's P H O, but they call now, it fa. It, to do that, to make mm-hmm. that, uh, uh, I don't know, the, like the true dish. Yeah, you have to slice it really thin, raw on the yes. plate, and then and you submerge put it in, it in the, the hot in water the broth. Yeah, and that. But cooks you kind of have to make your own broth, though. You can yeah. use beef broth, but if you're going to do venison, you got to make venison broth. And I think that's probably the most intensive thing I've ever done was make. Um, a, uh, like venison bone broth. Yeah, but it was like really, really cooked down to the uh, like a, a real thick jus. Uh, what do you call it? There's a, a term for it, and it's escaping me. Um, oh my goodness, it's escaping me. But it's like a real thick, almost gravy. But you make a stock, and you just cook it way down to almost like a syrup. I can't think um, of word. Demi glass. Yeah. Yep. So I made a venison demi glace, and a friend of mine's a chef. He's a classically trained chef. He works in like these resorts and stuff. And uh, we are always cooking for each other, with each other. It's like a, our little thing. Like he'd come up for watch a football game, and I'd blow out a great you know dish of whatever yeah. I could come up with, you know. Yeah. And I go down to his place, and he'd do the same thing. Right. Um, and I made uh, I made some just some venison backstrap medallions, and I put that uh, I put that over the top of it, and uh, blew his Ooh. mind. So uh, good stuff, man. Yeah, it, it, it's fun. Gravy, yeah, Michael Gravy. Yeah. <laughs> Amen, man. Yeah, that's. Uh, I did do. Uh, I don't know if I ever. Uh, I never posted the recipe, but the field archer has a really good video on. Uh, it's like country fried venison. Oh yeah. But he he puts like jalapenos in the gravy. Huh. Oh, it's awesome! Mm. Uh, you know, I'll I'll put a link in the comments on here. Yeah, absolutely, I it, try that. Oh, it's so good! And then he, I, I, he finishes off the video with a nice, just full glass of wild turkey. So <laughs> it's just, it's just badass. Well, if you, I mean, if you don't like, uh, if you don't like jalapenos, drink the wild turkey first. You'll be all set. Yeah, yeah. Piece of cake. Yep. But uh, actually, I think that. Uh, oh, I don't know where my uh, my recording went here. I'm looking at 27 minutes on the uh, 
on the first half. Did you lose your... uh, No, we got it. Sweet. My God. I know, right? I was getting nervous as well. (laughs) (laughs) My heart literally just sank. I thought that I just lost the recording. Yeah. uh, The technical difficulties start to stack up when you really start getting into this sort of thing. Oh, my God. (laughs) The the mistakes. We're learning, but we're... we're, Let's see. We're getting better at it. But it's definitely some of these mistakes are made that we can fix, and others are just like, holy smokes. Yeah. Just just right now... the the live viewers almost saw me throw a man tantrum because <laughs> if this if this wasn't recording this table was getting flipped I, yeah yeah that's a waste of good beer yeah well yeah you're right can't, can't do that <laughs> yeah but, no it's it, it it can be a bit of a struggle as as much fun as this is it, it can be a little stressful when you're trying to work with technology that you're not terribly familiar with uh, so yeah it adds a definitely a, a bit of a, a variable. Yeah. No question. So so what I'll do is uh, I'll try to get both episodes out, release them at once, and then just let it cool. everyone binge on them. Because, yeah, right. Excuse me. The uh, episode eight, uh, because of the way the audio is going to play out, it we might, you know, our quality might be a little lacking, but uh, it'll be there regardless. And it, it, was a, it was a really strong episode, I thought. You know, I... Uh, I kind of outlined my uh, my turkey hunt, mm-hmm. and uh, it it was it was it was good, and yeah. it still is good. I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's going to take a little bit more work to make it uh, presentable, you know. Yeah, and um, I, I don't I don't know if I'm going to release the uh, the footage of the turkey hunt just yet. I might save it. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. Um, Mike is uh, checking out Michael McConkey. Hey, thank you very much, Michael. We appreciate uh, your input and your questions, and uh, you know. Oh yeah, thanks, Mike. Oh yeah, good luck hit, to you, man. Keep, keep in touch need. with us. Oh yes, absolutely. I will. Oh yeah, there you go. But uh, yeah, appreciate that. That was a uh, another great live session. Sure. I mean, yeah, this know, is uh, this is turning out to be something that uh, has been pretty productive. Yeah, it's super interactive. Mm-hmm. We have a couple of viewers. I guess you guys like watching our ugly mugs. Indeed. And blabbering to microphones. So See, the face for radio term keeps popping in my head. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah it's cool i uh i like it it's kind of just supplying us with content fuel for the fire absolutely and you know kind of uh justifies what we're doing a little bit yeah you know what i mean it validates it for sure so yep uh, so we'll, we're gonna wrap this up that was the first half of episode nine uh some of you got to watch the whole thing live very cool camera just clicked off perfect timing good timing yeah. so uh we're gonna wrap it up here We're going to stop the recording, and uh, thanks, everyone, for uh, checking us out. Indeed. Good luck, guys. Cronus fell to Zeus, and Zeus decided he would never fall. So when he thought his wife would bear a son, he swallowed her when she was born and fly. But there inside his mind, she stayed alive. And we are back. Does, it w- doesn't really seem like a break for the audience, but it was a break for us. Indeed, it was quite a quite a long one actually. Yeah, but they, they're they're well served. We could have done a podcast in, <laughs> in the middle of there. Yeah, absolutely. But you know, we we it, it gives us a minute to get our ducks in a row because yeah. you know it, we we said it before, and and we don't have show notes. We usually just yeah. kind of get uh. together, sit around, and talk. So it helps to kind of have a a bit of a direction before we hit that record button. So. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, 
most of the time the show notes are, are me struggling to try to describe what we talked about in the episode <laughs> to give it some kind of episode description. Yeah, a little bit. Instead little of bit. just a number. But uh, yeah, that's that's how that works. We we don't really prepare at no, all. No, no. And it kind of works out. It kind of works it. out. It's very spontaneous that yeah. way, you yeah. know. And uh, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a natural procrastinator and uh, you know, just not not prepared unless it's, you know, having eight different stands in in the woods. Somewhere. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah you got to prioritize. It's about the only thing I could sure. prepare for. But uh, we we did not um, talk about the beer that we're drinking today, which, man, it is good. It definitely deserves is, a nod. This is yeah. two two podcasts in a row we had really slammer beers, and yeah. uh, they're the same company. Yep. Two roads again. Uh, my wife surprised me with this one. Bridget brought home from Wegmans in Binghamton two roads – Road to Ruin, double IPA. Temptingly hoppy ale, 8%, double IPA, plenty of bite. It says temptingly hoppy, double IPA. And I, it's just, it's so well-rounded. I, I feel like it says plenty of bite, but I don't think it bites. I was just going to say, I'll beg to differ on that it one. It doesn't bite really uh, at all. It's pretty smooth, man. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just so good. And you, you know what, I was, I was trying to kind of put my finger on what exactly stands out with it and <laughs> I know you're gonna laugh at me but I think it's pine again pine again yeah and it, we it's just all the beers that we mm-hmm. really seem to enjoy hints of pine I think if you taste it again yeah yeah you know what you're it's right it's definitely it, piney and it's another one of those those IPAs that doesn't have much of an aroma no. I mean, some of them you crack the can and it hits you in the face like a sucker punch. You know what yeah. I mean? And it's like, wow, okay, you know that that you know that's a good IPA. You can smell it. Yep. This not so much of an aroma, but man, is that smooth, man? It is. It's really good. I mean, good color. I, yeah, it's a it's kind of hazy. Yeah, it it's not clear and it, but it's not like unfiltered either. I wouldn't mm-hmm. say it's just kind of kind of hazy. It I've, it it's a it, it really is like a beautiful color. It's, it's not like, I wouldn't call it like nugget nectar, like orange right, right. or amber. It's just kind of. Yeah. It's got like a little haze to it. The color of beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, good beer. Yeah. <laughs> some of the right. stuff, some of the beer you look through it and it's like a funhouse mirror. You know what I mean? You're, mm-hmm. And this uh, is a little different for sure. I'll admit I already looked up the IBUs on it. Oh, you did wanna, you? You want to take a stab? Uh, 52. 52. That's pretty good. It's there's 65. All right. I was close. Yeah, it, it it is low. I mean, it, and that's why I think it's it's really smooth. I, yeah. I mean, pretty much the, the lower the IBUs, it seems, the smoother. Right. You know, it, the smoother it goes down, and and that's dangerous when it's eight eight percent. I know, right? And, and that was like you know we we first started doing some podcasts, and you obviously have a much you know greater knowledge on the, this type of subject with the the i the ib um, sorry the IPA beers and uh, yeah. you know beers and craft beers in general. Uh, I'm kind of new to the whole uh, scene, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of did a little research on it. Like, you know, what is an IBU? I had to think. I, yeah. like, I have no idea. I'm just like yeah. nodding and smiling. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah IBU. Yeah, <laughs> sounds what, great. Yeah. What sure. did we we look up? What was it the one time the uh, International Bowling Union? Or yeah. Something like that? <laughs> the biathlon. I think it was yeah, a biathlon. Yeah, International Biathlon Union. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Neither one of us are going to be running any biathlons yeah. anytime no. soon. But uh, no, no, no. 
Yeah, it's good, good stuff though, and, and it, it does gives you a really good indicator on the um, the bitterness. I guess would that be the proper term to use the bitterness yeah, of the I think beer so. or yeah, I uh, mean, the, the the bite. Like it says, it promises all kinds of bite, which I'm kind of okay with it. Not really having plenty of bite. Um, it, it, not that it would deter me, but you know, it's definitely uh, yeah. it goes down pretty smooth. And like you said, it's pretty dangerous. And it it doesn't linger in your mouth like mm-hmm. you'll have some beer that you know you'll take that sip uh, like i think higher ibu beers tend to linger yeah and then they'll sit in your mouth after you drink them and you have that aftertaste this finish is i think really clean right it, really subtle you could still you know you know you just took a sip of beer but it's subtle yeah i mean you have like some of those higher ibu beers that you drink and you put the beer down, and you don't take a sip for a couple minutes, and it still feels like you just took a you sip. You almost have to force yourself. I've had a few of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, winner, winner, man. This is uh, two roads. So uh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking about taking a trip to Binghamton, man. Yeah. Because you don't see, I, you know, a couple of them that we've can't had here, I can't here. find. I go to the, the Wegmans near us, and uh, yeah, I can't, there's, you know, there's some cool ones there, but uh, yeah, you don't, you don't see these real unique, interesting ones. Uh, no, the, um, I have never seen two roads. Um, a lot of the places that I frequent down here, are like Exit 190 uh, in Dixon City, the Beer Express in Lennoxville, they have a great selection. Uh, they do. Actually, last time I, I was coming up your place, uh, I stopped and grabbed a, a four-pack of the, um, how was it? We had it a few times. Uh, uh, the Ripe. The Ripe, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was good. They have a great selection. Um, Weiss and Carbonell is surprisingly good. Yeah, I know, right? But other than that, those are kind of the three main places. I just got a, oh, a super random in South Gibson, Angie's. Is that what it is? There's Not that little pizza with it. place out there. Okay. I picked up uh, Lagunitas. Uh, God, I can never say the name of this beer. Is it Citrus Sinensis? Citrus Sinus? Sure. I don't know. They, they they put out a video on how to say it, and I don't remember. Oh, that's got it. That's rough. If they got to put out a video on how to say it, that's that's uh yeah, it's tricky. And um, geez, I just picked up another Lagunitas the other day. Where did I where did I find it? it it's a hard to find Lagunitas beer. It's the uh, Waldo Special Ale. Okay. And I, <laughs> sorry, there's none left. But <laughs> where did I pick that up? It's it's hard to find now. I can't remember where I got it. I think the most recent thing I had was a Trogues. I had a Trogues that uh, a Crimson Pistol. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't very good. It's, it was okay. It was drinkable. You know what I mean? I'll one hundred percent drink it before you give me like some domestic Bud Light. Beer. Yeah, yeah it's something like light. that. Yeah, sure. If that if it were that scenario, I would drink it. But out of the Trogues beers I've had. That's uh, that's not my favorite. Right, right. It's gonna drive me insane that I can't think where I got that Waldo's that Waldo's ale. You gotta take a trip down to Trogues uh, Brewery down in Hershey. Yeah, cool spot, man. Yeah. Real cool spot. And the and the, the food is apparently yeah, it's awesome. It's slammer. Yeah, really good stuff. Like you you, you go to the it's like a big open. I think we've talked about this before actually, but uh, like, it's kind of like a big open area, like, like cafeteria. A, style. Yeah, like cafeteria yeah. style, but they have like you know like. Uh, duck tacos and like really crazy off the wall stuff that are like really good stuff you know i just remembered where where i got it it was uh cfm and simpson oh okay Waldo's, really Waldo really? especially okay I think, yeah 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 because i picked up uh i hit that place quite a bit yeah the ithaca 
I'm like five minutes from here. Yeah, the Ithaca Pulp Addiction and the Waldo Special Ale. Okay. If they still have either one of those, grab. I, I think I took the last Pulp Addiction, but if they still have the Waldos, go get. Let's take a peek. A like I said, it's, it's right down the road from my house. There. It's like you know they went they went along the lines of the the Where's Waldo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's tough to get, but ooh, it was good. It was yeah, real I, good. I, I'm still trying to choke down the rest of that six pack of the Crimson Pistol. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kim got me a couple of different things. Uh, my wife stopped and grabbed me uh, like a mixer, and that's where I had some of those Brooklyn breweries. Yeah. Uh, a yeah. couple of those were pretty good. Uh, there's one that I haven't I haven't gotten into yet. Um, it's a, I think it's a seasonal, something like that, but a seasonal IPA or something. That, that, that Brooklyn lager is probably one of the best lagers out right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that that... That's definitely one of my favorite. That's such a for for a lager, it's so solid. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's what Yingling used to be. Yeah, I, that's, I, that's I mean, like. I, I'm Yingling turned me on to lagers. You know, yeah. I remember Super where I hardy. was the first time I had a Yingling, and that's a it was a long time ago. Yeah, uh, but I remember exactly where I was standing when I had my first Yingling lager. You know, it's uh, oh yeah, yeah, buddy. It's a bar <laughs> over in North Scranton. It's called the. It's sad. It's called the V Spot right now, um, but it used to be called JD Crackers JD back crackers. in the day. Yeah, it was like an underage bar. Everybody used to go over there and drink out of high school. It was a crazy place. But not you. You were a major. No, of course. Yeah, uh, good bands over there. They used to have great bands back mm-hmm. in the early '90s. You know, but V Spot's um, still known for a lot of good bands. Oh yeah. Well, that place has always well. been a solid little yeah. corner hole in the wall bar to go see some solid music. Um, nope. But yeah, that's. Uh, that, I remember I was on the left side of the bar, about four stools in. Man, that's where I was standing when I had my first Yingling Lager. There it's kind of crazy. I remember that, but I don't remember what I had for dinner two days ago. Yeah, I remember my first beer. It was. Uh, I I snuck it, I stole it, mm-hmm. and I scurried away somewhere. And I tried it, and uh, it was a Pabst. Oh, that's gotta hurt. The Blue Ribbon. <laughs> now that definitely I, wasn't my first beer. I don't. <laughs> I don't remember if it wasn't. I don't think it was cold. I cracked it open. Uh, it was one of those warm beers that got super frothy. Yeah, and it yeah, just yeah. started kind of. I was just sucking the foam off, and it mm-hmm. was awful. But I drank it anyway, and, and yeah, I was I was twenty two years old. No, <laughs> <laughs> no. But uh, yeah, that's you. You, you could. Uh, I'll leave the rest of the story yeah. up to your imagination. Indeed. But, yeah, there may or may not be some questionable uh, yeah. photographs of me when I was uh, a child with a forty ounce bottle of Budweiser. Sure. Yeah. Everyone has that. Yeah. But yeah, highly recommended, man. The Two Roads Road to Ruin Double IPA. Pretty cool uh, can too. I'm digging on that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, they. It's it's almost if like that, uh, you know it's worth anything. <laughs> Oh, 100%. That's that's another one of my theories that the art artwork on a can mm-hmm. will change your perception of the beer before you even have it. Yeah. You know, now, I know people who, who had the, the Ripe mm-hmm. IPA um, by Peak and really don't care for it. Right. I kind of like it. Yeah, I like it. I, I yeah. bought it twice, actually, since we had it here on the podcast. Yeah, and I think 100%. It's because of the artwork. I think the yeah. art. I, I love it. It's super simple, but it's like they made the color of the beer match the color of the can, and it it just all works. And yeah, yeah, it's cool concept. The smell of that beer also too. Indeed, yeah, I'm a big fan. That was really cool. That was one of those that you do. You recognize it. You open that can, and there's that smell, that that aroma. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Uh, I just saw a guy. I, I follow a, a, now. I, I'm all bit by the craft beer bug. You know what I mean? I follow yeah. a craft beer group on Facebook, mm-hmm. and some guy built an entire bar out of uh, six pack 
Oh, well, that's my garage right now. Yeah, is it? You yeah. haven't been in the garage yet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I've saved since we moved into the the new house. I've saved every six pack. Oh no, kidding! Like the cardboard. Yeah, yeah, the guy made a whole bar out of like he made pretty much tiles out of yeah the six I'm pack just, cartons. I'm just stapling them to the wall and yeah, yeah. kind of doing a little shingle method. But yeah, it's not quite as fancy. But <laughs> it looks it awesome. Works. I mean, it's cool. You, like Dogfish idea. Head brings in independent artists. And and they contribute oh, artwork to it. I mean, to get your your art on a on a dogfish head beer, it, you know, sure, that, that'd be awesome. That pretty cool. Hey, be you better start making some phone calls, man. I'll have a Sons of the Hunt um, IPA, double IPA, please. I kind of I kind of feel like uh, <laughs> Tuxedo is the official beer of. Tuxedo. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the only beer tuxedo. to ever <laughs> to not be reviewed on I know. the podcast so far. <laughs> Go figure. We'll, we'll, It'll we'll happen. It. It'll happen. Yeah. Maybe episode ten. There you yeah, go. Possibly. I will celebrate that, with. We uh, and I, I still know where to find it. I've got a little bit on reserve somewhere, kind of. There you go. Kind of stash away, but the artwork on uh, on this can kind of looks like a like a concert poster. Concert poster, kind of reminiscent of like the old uh, classic American tattoo style, you yeah. know, with the snake and the hop thing in his tail. Yeah, it's, it's cool. It's neat. Yeah, it's pretty neat. So yeah, kudos on that. But uh, yeah, definitely a solid beer. So yeah. But we geeked out on beer for, like, for seriously, like 10, 12 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Second half might be almost like a full, like, craft beer podcast. Oh, right? yeah. I'll tell you, well, we, we, I'll tell you what, it's, I, I'm impressed by it. Like I said, two weeks in a row we had some winners. So Yeah. 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 The, the two roads, I, I haven't had anything by them. And I actually, yeah. Bridget grabbed a, a couple of those two juices, so... Nice, nice. Props to Mrs. Masura for yeah. picking up some really solid brews lately, man. Yeah, well done. She, she's got a good eye for it. She, she knows what I like. Yeah, see that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, something uh, we were gonna talk about. We'll get back into, I guess, uh, something more relatable for everyone. Um, I was, uh, like I said earlier in the podcast, I've been super wrapped up in work to the point where it's it's. It's been overwhelming lately. Mm-hmm. I've been getting getting home from work, taking you know a half hour hour to myself, and then getting right back into work. You know, opening up the laptop. I've been writing documents. It's just been the it just needs attention right now. There's there's stuff going on there that just it really needs my attention. Sure, for, for lack of a better description, we'll say so. It's been stressful. We'll uh, we'll leave it at that. But uh, yesterday, it kind of reached a boiling point when I got home, and uh, I said, I just kind of dropped everything, and I, I got the dog, and I walked out into the yard, and we got down to the stone wall, and we just walked the perimeter of the property, and uh, I, I just, uh, I was taking in the woods, and I ended up stopping at one point, and I got on my phone, and I messaged uh you and Teddy and Mike yeah. and, and the, the OPA Jay, bow hunting guys, or, um, Josh and Justin, and um, it was it was it was kind of hard for me to describe what it felt like, but it, it totally just cleared my mind, and it to me it almost felt like a phenomenon. I felt like there was something chemical happening, and I know everyone says you know go to the woods, clear your mind, sure, but I I really got thinking about it and it i just felt 100 percent better 
I was at the the point where I was kind of battling myself mentally to try to stay positive about about my career, right? Stay positive about my job. It was bothering me that I was kind of neglecting uh, Sons of Hunt, uh, the social media, the podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's not that I was neglecting it; I just I just didn't have the time for it. Right, right. So, uh, yeah, everything was kind of weighing on me. And I, and once I was, uh, you know, I got out there and I just started walking. I was doing nothing but just walking around and kind of taking in the the property and and it was like I was just reset it was unbelievable and I, it might have just been the, like the strongest that I've ever felt that I know I've said it before that like you know I'll, I'll know when I start getting like grouchy and yeah yeah and I'll say I, I need to go take a walk in the woods. sure but this time man it was it was unbelievable it, it seriously it it felt like something chemical happened in my brain, and it just changed my thought process completely. Right. And I kind of started rambling to you guys about, I, I, there, there has to be something released in your brain. I don't know if it was serotonin or if it was just being with all the trees and like it was a surplus of oxygen. Maybe I was high on oxygen. I, I, I don't know, but it, it was, it was something else, and 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 I. I just I tried to describe that to you guys the best I could, and I sure. know all you guys understand that. Oh, of course, you know, and that that comes along with spending time in the outdoors. I mean, think about it. You know what I mean? What when you're around a tremendous amount of trees, what do trees do? Yeah, they, they clean the oxygen. air. They produce oxygen. They absorb carbon dioxide, and you know they clean it. So when you're in that type of environment. You're probably in the cleanest air you're going to be in. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it helps your lungs dilate better, not to get crazy medical on you, but like, you know, it's, it's going to help your whole body absorb the oxygen better, quicker, more efficiently, and to an extent, clear your head. You mm. know what I mean? And, and, and it sounds cliche, but that's the reality of it, man. I mean, when you don't have the noise, you don't have the, uh, you know, when you're constantly bombarded with emails and text messages and you're staring at a computer screen and that 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 constant stimulation you know what i mean when you can get away from that for a few minutes and just listen to the birds or like earlier the crickets you know what i mean yeah. we had the wind the door open we were listening to some crickets you know that's one of the best things to sleep to you yeah. know and, and there's a reason for that because it kind of resets you back to your natural state that's where we all come from you know yeah. what i mean you know this whole th- it's a term I'm looking for. The whole, the reality of technology in our present culture, it's relatively new yeah. to humanity. And it, and it, it's it's awesome. It's it's yeah. and oh absolutely. It, it's it has, it's an experience and a half. And it's unfortunately, not enough people do it. But like you just said, it. it's natural. That's that's where we're supposed to be. So, you know, I get home three three thirty whatever. And the first thing the dog wants to do, obviously, you know, he wants to go out because he has to go to the bathroom. Sure, sure. But on top of that, when we're inside, he wants to be out. He just wants to go out. Right. Why does he want to be out there? There's there's a reason. And he, he just, I think the the short of it is he knows it's better out there. Mm-hmm. He feels healthier. I mean, he goes out there, he'll just run around. I'll watch him and just be running around the yard. aimlessly who cares just run it's the same thing that's Mm -hmm. happening to him that i felt the other day sure you know why why do animals always want to get out you see cats sitting on windowsills they want to be out right yeah all animals want to be outside yeah that's it there's got to be a reason for it we're really smart smart animals with great thumbs (laughs) we're not as smart as we think though well no no 
it, that, that may be true. Um, but, you know, just that ability to reset, I think it's um, overlooked. You know what yeah. I mean? I think it's something that it's taken for granted. and, and uh, It's medicinal. Of course. You know what I mean? And it's something that, you know, those who do recognize it are very fortunate to kind of uh, recognize that. You know what I mean? Because it is very beneficial. I mean, you know, and you don't have to be out there in a tree stand to hunt. I mean, I, I went out last week and took my kids out fishing. Now, as crazy as that can be, because when, when oh, I take my kids it. fishing, I don't fish. No. I try not to get hooked in the face. Yeah. That's my, that's yeah. the game. Yeah. Take <laughs> fish know? off the hook. Right. The hook. Take, exactly. That's my job. Untangle but, three, three lines. Right. You know, and, and we went out a little bit later and there's a really cool spot near the Lackawanna State Park where it's a pond that's just for kids. Mm-hmm. 12 and under, adults can't fish there. So it's really cool because there's a lot of fish in there. Yeah. So it was like every cast, they were catching bluegill and stuff. And finally, I rigged up a little thing, and I was showing my oldest son how to cast and drag a, a little rubber worm for bass, and we mm-hmm. caught a bunch of bass. And just the sun setting and the atmosphere, the smells, you know what I mean? My kids weren't fighting. They weren't arguing. They weren't upset that they weren't catching fish. It was like a complete polar opposite of what it's like when they're stuck in the house yeah. watching tv yeah. playing video games they're at each other they're nitpicking you know what i mean you get them out in that environment and, and it's almost like subconscious that they're happy to be there and they're happy to be around each other yeah you know what I mean? and it's a noticeable transformation you know yeah. what i mean and like i said i think you know the people who recognize that the people who take advantage of that are fortunate because it's one of those things, man. You know, like we, like I said, we get hung up in modern society. I mean, yeah. you know, all this, all this stuff that we're bombarded with and that we're exposed to and stimulated by on a daily basis. That's stuff that's relatively new to who right. we are. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it, it's it's kind of like uh, like you're you're picking out on like mental junk food. Yeah. You know you you you're, and it's it, it's not just that. It's like being in the same environment experiencing the same stress and then you know to decompress by watching television or, or something that's you know you know i it's not that i'm against that i mean i watch my fair share of oh sure you know entertainment and whatnot but it's it's every everything in moderation you know yeah. and then once you can get away from that if if more people could actually do that and understand that feeling that right. i was just describing I mean, geez, I, I really think we'd be in a better place. Think think about somebody, I don't know, let's say in New York City on Wall Street who is just totally enveloped in their job. Yeah. And it's just constant stress. What that release would feel like for them oh, if no they question. just took that walk and just breathe that fresh air. Yeah, never I mean, mind a walk. Take a weekend. Take a week. Yeah. Get out and spend some time. Dis- disconnect because that know? was that was a lot of stress pent up in me and i don't know 10 15 minute walk around the yeah. park and i i i felt completely reset it felt new that's it man it's a big fat green reset button is what yeah. it is you know what i mean and it, and it allows you to decompress and again the whole oxygen thing you're breathing in cleaner air you're out in fresh air and that does wonders a lot of you know, again i don't want to keep saying it sounds cliche but it does i mean no. you get a little fresh air in you Man, it, it, it does wonders for you, you yeah. know, and kind of get back to like w- with my kids. I mean, to, to get kids out and expose them to stuff like that, to, whether it be fishing or hunting or hiking or camping, any of that stuff, out, outdoor activity. I mean, now is probably one of the most difficult times to do that because 
kids are so exposed and overexposed to, you know, I, you know, before I came here to see you tonight, I was at church with my family. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sit outside of the actual main part of the church, and it's all closed circuit TV and stuff like that. And I, for various reasons, I sit out uh, outside of the, the main area. But I'm sitting there, and a woman comes in with her son, and he's nine, ten years old, and he's on his tablet. Yeah. I'm like, man, there may be a reason. Like, I'm not trying to judge. Right. Know, maybe the kid's got, you know, an autism, and it helps him yeah. focus. Whatever yeah. the case, I'm not saying the kid's autistic. Right. right but you right. know, I, I try not to read too much into things yeah. because there could be a circumstance there that requires that kid to need stimulation or something like that. Yeah. But you know, you see stuff like that. It's like. I hope he needs it for a reason, because if not, well, you know what? You're neglecting You're that kid, it. and he's missing out on the, the yep. whole reason to where, for being where he is at that moment. So to, to, to take my kids out and unplug, like when we go out, my wife and I, we don't look at our cell phones. We, I mean, the only time we do look at our cell phones is when we're taking pictures of our kids fishing right. you know, or filming a video of them casting because they're proud of their accomplishment. They learn how to cast a bobber or whatever. You know what I mean? And that's huge for them because it takes them out of that whole playstation youtube yeah. world you know and what i mean from yeah, yeah yeah and it, and it lets them experience what world is like i mean it's hard you know you, you catch a fish you hook them wrong way you're gonna mess that fish up and there's a good chance it may not survive and now yeah. they have to experience that and they have to they have to wade their way through that you yeah. know and unfortunately it happened one time was you know because they, they're not paying fully attention Oh, I had a fish swallow a hook, and now I'm digging at this fish, trying to, you know, feverishly trying to get the hook out of this poor fish. Yeah. And it's it's unfortunate. Anybody who's fishing for a long period of time, it happens. Yeah, it's terrible. And and then they had to face that consequence because they didn't pay attention that the consequence of their not paying attention was now a dead fish on the bottom of the pond. Right. So, and, and not that it's a good thing for the fish, but it's a good thing for them to experience and to, to have to face that. Yeah, yeah to absolutely. understand that you have to be cognizant of your actions. I and mean, that's it. It's, I such mean, a, it's such a simple lesson mm-hmm. that could be taught, taught in such a simple way. Yeah. You know, and it's very, yeah. very And it's unfortunate thing. for the fish, no doubt. But he became... Eh, we got a bluegill snack now, you know, because I didn't intend to keep any fish. You know, I'm a big catch and release advocate. I will keep a couple every once in a while because, oh, man, breaded bluegill, deep fried, holy smokes. You know, it doesn't get much better than that. So I like to keep a, you know, we'll make it a point. We're going to go out, we're going to take a bucket, we're going to keep a couple on a stringer. We're going to come home, we're going to have ourselves a bluegill fry. Uh, But for the most part, I like to, you know, catch and release because, well, put them back for somebody else's kind of catch, you know? Nope. I don't need it. You know, I don't need it. If I had to feed my family, Bet your ass I'd be keeping a bucket of them every chance I got, but I don't. You know, yep. I don't have to. So let them, bet, let them go back and let somebody else catch one. I'll tell you what, I'm glad that other people let some go because we caught a slab of a bluegill that day. Oh, really? One of the biggest bluegill I've seen in probably 12 years, 15 years. It was huge. And, you know, you know that bluegill's probably been caught before, you know? Oh, yeah. So the, the whole foresight of somebody before us to let that bluegill go and get back in is the reason we caught that big slab of a bluegill. And my kid felt that sensation of that fish ripping on his line. I mean, there was drag coming on and everything. Yeah. I'm like, really? With a bluegill? They're tough. Yeah. And it was a great it was a great experience for him, thanks to the cognizance of somebody before us who yeah. caught that fish and let him go. You know what yeah. I mean? So kind of comes full circle, you know? Yep. And I mean, it, this wasn't really uh <clears throat> A hunting or or conservation discussion or no, anything but like that. This is something that if even if you're not a hunter, I mean, 
use this to Absolutely. think about it for for two minutes. I mean, it, everyone has stress in their lives. Everyone has anxiety about especially them. nowadays. Yeah, and it, it's if you get to the point that you feel overwhelmed. I don't think there's any better medicine than going for a walk and going out and just, and most of my walk was just noticing things, noticing different, just look at things. I mean, you'll be surprised at the things you could find, you know? And that's it, you know, and it it helps you realign your focus, you know what I mean? Because when you're focusing on the stress of what's going on in your professional life and you step out and now you start focusing on huh, look at that. There's a good spot where a deer might put a scrape. Hey, there's a good spot. I yep. might be able to hang my stand. Now, that yeah. gets more back to the hunting-related right. uh, you know, type of agenda. Yeah. But I mean, that's the way, way my mind's working sure, when I'm sure. walking through the woods. But, but you know, you go out and you walk around and you go, wow, I never noticed that there was flowers growing over there. Hey, right. look at that. There's morel mushrooms over there. I never right. knew they were there. Now I've got something cool that I can come back to. You know, it, it, it just goes on and on. Yeah. You know, there's a, there's a million different perspectives um, on it. But, you know... Hey, leave the cap on the bottle of Xanax. Go take a walk, you know? Yeah, that's it, man. That's, <laughs> you never know. It might turn out to be a, a, a better uh, endeavor. That's a loaded statement, and it's so true. Yeah. And it's something that I think it's safe to say we could use more of. Sure, sure. You know, I, a, I love it, man. Any chance? I mean, I, I don't have a lot of property. I have a cool backyard that's big enough for me to play around in and shoot my bow, but... That's a thing that helps me decompress. If I'm having a rough night, because I work third shift, obviously, overnight. So I'll come home, get the kids off, stressful morning, stressful night, whatever, getting the kids ready. Nobody wants to find their shoes, what have you. You know what I mean? And I get them off to school. I come home, and I'm like, man, I'm just tense. You know what? I grab my bow. I go out back, and it helps me realign my focus. I'm not thinking about my kids not finding their shoes. I'm not thinking about the patient that nope. gave me all kinds of crap the night before. I'm focusing on where my pin's lying on Bring that your target. mind somewhere else right. just for a little bit. It helps me get kind of realign that mental status to where I'm focused on something that's completely polar opposite of what was driving me nuts 10 minutes ago. Yeah, yeah I mean, a, a, a classic problem-solving method is step away Yeah, for a little bit, you know, and yeah. it's it's the same principle. Sure. But and it just, you know, it helps realign. But... For that stepping away, if you utilize that in a, in you know in this way, I think it's uh, extremely beneficial. Extremely yeah, beneficial. I mean, might help solve a the, lot more the, problems out there. <laughs> if yeah, more people took and advantage. It, I, I don't want to get too preachy with it, but I mean, I think that this is this second half of the podcast could be listened to by anyone sure yeah you don't have to have a hunting background you don't have to be a sportsman or a fisherman or an outdoors person to be you know to 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 really kind of broaden it um just anybody with any kind of stress in their life because i mean you know the thing is with technology technology is invented to make things easier for us to free us up to do more unfortunately technology has kind of pinholed us into where we're expected to do more yeah, because of the uh, how got, easy it is to do everything. Anymore. I mean, I, I'm answering work emails at 11 o'clock at night on my sure. cell phone. Like I got like, a hockey puck on my countertop at home that tells me what the weather's going to be tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? I just yeah. ask it. Hey Alexa, We're what's the weather connected. tomorrow? Yeah. yeah, and it's just you know, it, every everything is kind of poised to make things easier. As a society, we want things to be as easy as humanly possible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And when you get out there and you, you you get into the to the wild and you see something that may be perceived as misfortunate, like, you know, uh, the, the, the dead bluegill, you know what I mean? Yeah. It kind of brings you back to... Grounded. You know, yeah, it grounds you and, and it kind of puts perspective into, you know, there's going to be eventually an end game, man. You know what I yeah. mean? You know, we... Uh, That's crazy. 
we, we, we function a little wiser when the end game is, I don't want to say focused on, but when we understand there's an end game, you know, you, you, you think a little smarter, you know what I mean? Yeah. You think a little bit more clearly. Yep. Um, and I don't know if I'm getting off track here, maybe I'm off the no. rails, but, um, you know, just to really center yourself and, and it helps because again, it takes that whole exposure and that whole, uh, you know that I hate to keep reeling back to the technology thing, but you know this that exposure of, of everything. You know you take that out of it for a minute, and uh, it can really help you focus and realign and, and kind of reprioritize. You know. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I, I don't know that that experience the other day was seriously something that I, I wouldn't have brought it up again if it wasn't something that really struck me it, it was i don't even want to say it was, it was out of the ordinary but it was it was powerful it well was timed just, yeah and i think that's what it was and it, it was it was something that at the time felt uh i don't know felt just like it it saved me you know and mm-hmm. i don't want to sound like like no but it transcended like that, the but situation was, you were in yeah you know? it it just it eliminated stress and then i you know, came back mm-hmm. to the house and I realized like, all right, this, all this stuff is not the end of the world. Sure. I, I feel okay. Like, yeah. I, I mean, feel better. And, you and know, odds are it's happened before, but oh, you yeah. weren't in the mindset. I you just know, got that too wrapped up yeah, in it. You know what you know? I mean? And if you're in a, a much less, I don't want to say maybe severe mindset, you know what I mean? It may not have been as impactful, but you know, the mindset that's, you know, and I've been there as well. You know what I mean? Where, you know, you have a major life event happen, and you're like, man, what do you do? You go for a walk. How many times have you heard that? You know, I just need yeah. to go for a walk. I go, and I try, I try, because I, you know where I work, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm lucky to work where I do, and every day around 10 o'clock, I try to walk out to the dam and walk back. Mm-hmm. Just, it, it's five minutes, just a sure. quick break. I stand up, get away from the computer, relax my eyes, I walk out to the dam, I look look at the water see if there's fish there sometimes there's deer i've seen bear recently sure just walk back just a little little micro Mm -hmm. break there and it's it's awesome sure and for someone who is you know a a hunter outdoorsman conservationist all you know all of the above check all the boxes that is is awesome Mm -hmm. but for someone who's not just getting out and smelling a flower or the breeze or something of that nature where it doesn't have to be an animal. It doesn't have to be yeah. wildlife. It can just be simple peacefulness. It's quiet. You know what I mean? Just yep. enough to, you know, no fax machines run in, none of that stuff. You know, just to be able to watch a bird land in a tree. It sounds silly, but it does. It it, it It's a peaceful feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you watch the different animals interact with each other and you're a spectator to that whole environment. You know what I mean? It can really change up your perspective and, and it's kind of, like you said, you reset. You go back to your what you were doing and you can come at it from a different angle now. Yep. And it's it's a powerful thing, man. Indeed. I 100% agree with that, man. And I, I do it as frequently as I can. And yeah. I try to expose my wife to it. I expose my kids to it. I expose my friends to it. Yeah. My mother, I'm like, Mom, just you're stressing out. Go walk the dog. Yeah. Yep. You know? And and she Absolutely. does. And, you know, and she comes back and she may have a stressful story about her dog trying to drag her down the street or something. But, you know, it, it's it's not what she was hyper-focused on an hour ago. You yep. know what I mean? Something completely different. And uh, I want we'll, we'll wrap it up 
because we, we we've we've spoken quite a bit on this but how i want to wrap this up is uh this this i'm going to read a quote and i don't know if it actually meant as much to me prior to the other day as it does now so i'll just read it it's it's short quote sure immerse yourself in the outdoor experience it will cleanse your soul and make you a better person Man, is that appropriate or what? Yeah. You know and again, I, I, and I know we kind of dragged on on this for a little while, but I think it was it was necessary. It's all around, and it's yeah. not it's not just hunting. It's not about exactly. It, that, it's, it's this is humanity. Yeah. And that was Fred Bear, by the way. No doubt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I've heard it. I've heard it before. So yeah, it's 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 something that I think you gotta kind of take advantage of it. You know. The natural world is an incredible thing, and the more time you spend there, the more you're going to realize that, and uh, and you realize the power of it and what it can actually do for, you know, for I say your soul, but it's the reality of it, man. It yeah. really can cleanse you, it can fulfill you, and it's uh, it's something that can really take the place of of a lot of negative negative energy and stuff like that so yeah i mean get out there just do it just go out and take a walk and just do it i just made a nike commercial yeah uh but just you know the 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 sentiments there you know what i mean just try try it if it doesn't work for you well then go back sit in front of your computer and more power to you you'll find something else pop the bottle off the xanax and get at it you know what i mean but more times than not that's just the thing i mean it it's there there's no doubt that you know mental health is you know a very serious concern more than ever especially now like yeah. these days absolutely and uh if if you don't know where else to turn take a walk absolutely just try it what, what sure. else do you have to lose try if the it. walk doesn't work you go get yourself a go. pack of two roads uh road to yeah. ruin yeah. <laughs> ipa that'll settle you yeah, right down no worries get yourself deep into the woods walk around that's it just that's enjoy it. the quiet you don't have to do anything you don't have to really have a purpose just yeah. be there wander yeah but i think that that's a that's a good wrap on uh on this topic uh, we've 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 done enough preaching from our soapbox yeah, and, today and, and, but agreed and you know what and again it may sound a little preachy but it, it i think it's true. it's necessary i think yeah. it's it's something that had that that is going to be beneficial and i think if anybody if one person out there takes this seriously and gets out, outside and just experiences that man and benefits from it man you'll send us an email thank yeah. us we'll let take us it. know <laughs> yeah let us know about it absolutely But with that, we will wrap up episode number nine, and uh, we'll start thinking about something special to do for episode 10. Landmark. Uh, That's a landmark episode, man. Milestone there. We'll figure out something cool. I don't know. Yeah, we'll figure something out. It'll be cool. So stay tuned. Stay tuned for sure. But uh, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate everyone from the first half of the live live absolutely yeah thank you very much for your contributions and for checking it out and uh the questions and the comments that were awesome this is starting to become something that mark and i are very very fond of yeah uh, the the live thing and it really is it kind of stimulates us a little bit and like i said it kind of uh you know validates a lot of what we've been thinking about and what we've been focusing on and what we've been trying to create so uh thanks again yep so with that don't forget to subscribe to us on our multiple platforms leave us a rating leave us some feedback and we will take it to heart
Please do. So uh, we appreciate it, and we will catch you on episode 10. Thank you. Oh, oh, oh.